pros. Lowe's wants to help you keep working. That's why we're open for pro business hours 6 to 7 a.m. Monday through Saturday. You'll find the quantities you expect with dedicated pro associates and loaders to help you get what you need fast and load you up curbside. Now, more than ever, we know you need to win every single bid. You can count on Lowe's for special values on pro-trusted brands and savings when you buy in bulk. Save yourself a trip by shopping Lowe'sforpros.com, where we can ship thousands of items to your doorstep or to the job site. Lowe's is open and pro-ready. Hey, everyone. Uh, thank you for listening. This is Aaron McGathy. Uh, great news. Uh, the show is going so well. I got a sponsorship. Um, I'm so excited. AdamandEve.com wants to sponsor my podcast. And um, uh, more savvy listeners will know that when somebody sponsors you, they send you copy as a suggestion. But I um, I don't get a lot of use for uh, my sexy lady voice. So I'm just going to... Um, I'm just going to read this uh, this copy as they sent it in my sexy lady voice. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Uh, if I could get some bedding, some sexy, sexy bedding. Producer Dustin, thank you. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? <laughs> Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the podcast. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, <laughs> we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type in terrible for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code terrible at adamandeve.com. Dogs and cats. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to This Feels Terrible, the podcast. Uh, this is a show about relationships and love and people and heat and fire and ice. Um, my name is Erin McGathy. I am your host for the show for each episode of This Feels Terrible. Uh, so if so far you, you don't like my voice, it's, oh, it's, you're only going to hear more of it. Um, on my, I don't know why I automatically go negative. I'm sorry. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> and if you, if you don't like my voice, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, send me an email at thisfeelsterrible at dmail.com and I'll try to change it for you. Am I kidding? Test it out. My guest this week on This Feels Terrible is the amazing, hilarious Dave Holmes. Uh, you know Dave from your TV, from many shows on TV. He does several live comedy shows in LA. If you're ever in Los Angeles, you could see him uh, do the Friday 40. That's a show that I do as well. I play in that show sometimes. Also, the show Mapping the Heavens with Rob Delaney at UCB. Really, really funny 
great shows. Uh, this is a great interview. I'm uh, really excited for you to listen to it. So let's not waste any time, guys. Get under your blanket, take out some cocoa, put on a hat, and here's uh, This Feels Terrible. Um, I, it was a guy that I'd been seeing for, for you know, a few weeks or mm-hmm. whatever. And uh, and he had like kind of a big nose. He had like okay. a, a prominent nose, and uh, which I liked. It was like a good, he had a good, you know, it was a face with a lot of character. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, and we were like on my couch making out and whatever. And I was like, you know, you got a great nose. And he was like, thank you. <laughs> and with my giant nose uh, comes an incredibly finely tuned sense of smell. In fact, when I was growing up, I could smell when my mother and my sisters were menstruating. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, and this is this is just a few weeks into dating, yeah. so you can't call him out on how uh, ridiculous that is. No. Or, I pro- or I guess maybe I, gross. I probably could have, because really, anytime, even if yeah, you've yeah, just yeah. met someone, yeah. I think anytime is the right time to say that's an awful thing to say. Right. Um. But I didn't. I don't know why I didn't. I think oh, it's just you know sometimes when you're in that kind of moment, you don't. Sure. You don't. It, like it wasn't until much later, I don't think, that I was like, "What an awful, disgusting thing to say." Not that menstruation <laughs> is disgusting, but just you know, that's why, why bring you, it in? Why bring it in there? That's something that I feel like you would cite in a in an angry breakup. Like, hey yeah. man, like you don't pay for dinner, and I don't feel like we're connected. Also, fuck you and your menstruation nose. Yeah, that doesn't yeah, yeah. exist. Yeah, this, I, I thought you meant that would be the kind of thing that you would say. In the breakup of a relationship, like you never pay for dinner, and I can always smell when you're menstruating. <laughs> Cut it out. Why are you always menstruating? Once uh, a month. When I was uh, when I was in the uh, seventh grade, I went to school. With, like I was on this track system, uh-huh. so. I was in this class, like somehow I, I had gotten put in this class with all the most popular girls and popular boys, and I was extremely unpopular, yeah. like popular for being unpopular. Really? And they just, yeah, they just they just threw me in there to like balance out. Did they this track? Class. Did they track the classes based on popularity? It would seem that way. Okay. Um, I kind of think they did do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, but anyway, we were in shop class, and all the girls were sent to go whittle wood, and all the boys were screwing screws into uh, a screw holder. Uh-huh. Uh, a screw as you, uh, don't question it, uh, <laughs> and also don't Google it. Um, so uh, <laughs> we're 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 whittling. And uh, the girls are all talking about their periods Mm -hmm. and because they had all just gotten their periods. And I was a year younger than everyone. And I had never uh, I hadn't got my period yet. Uh, The girls. So all the girls were were, uh, Melissa um, Munchkin. Yes, Melissa Munchkin. No, no Kira, no, Mana- Kira no. Manala, Kira Manala, Melissa Munchkin, and Sabrina Melissa, Foster. No, uh-uh, Melissa Munchkin. No, listen, we're gonna have to. <laughs> we're, I must delve. That was not her name. <laughs> that was her name, Melissa, Melissa Munchkin. Munchkin. I'm not kidding, Melissa Munchkin, and she was very, very popular. And she also had a face that kind of looked like it was smashed a little bit. And uh. no one ever talked about how her name was <laughs> Melissa Munchkin. But I was so unpopular, I couldn't be like, guys. I know I'm fat. I know I look like a boy. I know I wear retarded stickers. I know I tied myself to a tree last week however her name is melissa munchkin her name is melissa munchkin um, you got to overcompensate <laughs> yeah. or, or like as her parents as I, I would imagine she had siblings too like you would you would have to really like you got to work on those kids yeah you know yeah. They've you got have to, to they've have got to show up at kindergarten with high self-esteem yeah that's a rich last name 
Is it? Well, I'm just saying, like, well, what I remember, the big thing with her is that she had a ton of money. She was the kid with a pool. Okay. And so no one ever questioned her her name. Did invent munchkins? (laughs) Did they invent... Like you dwarves? mean uh, little people, or yeah. do you, is there some sort of toy? Um, or uh, yeah, or Duncan Munchkins, the original <laughs> donut holes. Um, I'm I'm guessing that's okay. Uh, yeah, maybe, okay. maybe, yeah, probably, yeah. Um, I may or maybe they just uh, invented uh, meanness and bullying. Oh, was she? Was she nasty? Uh, she, she was a she was a uh, frequent dealer of uh, hate. Mm. Uh, so anyway, where's she now? Uh, I hope hell. <laughs> Um, or a halfway house. Okay. Or, uh, I don't know. I hope she gave birth to a half dog, half baby because Uh she had sex with a dog and it killed her. This, uh, Jenny, Jenny Craig, there was this Jenny Craig thing that came to our school Uh that was like sponsoring something and they had a bunch of like free pens and like free papers and stuff. And she organized this, this cool thing where I, uh, I was walking into my science class and all the kids threw these Jenny Craig pens at me and they were like, read them, read it. Cause I was fat. Uh, oh, anyway, fucking worst. <laughs> yeah, middle school. Anyway, so I was in the in the eighth grade. I hadn't gotten my period yet. I was a year younger right. than everyone, and was also uh, the uh, nerdiest, um, most obnoxious, nerdy nerd nerd, and uh, fat. And there's I was in this class with all these beautiful girls, and they're talking about their periods, and uh, the girls are saying like, yeah, like I use. I use pads with wings. And the other one's like, yeah, my mom got me a tampon. Oh, how do you use that? You do this. And then I I hadn't gotten my period yet, but I really wanted to be a part of the conversation. So they're talking about their periods. And I just interjected, yeah, and it smells awful, right? <laughs> because I was like, I, w- I was just I was thinking logically, like, yeah. do you, like I know what this is. Like, at some point, blood is going to come from my privates. Like, I'm sure it's not going to smell good. Like, <laughs> that'll get them. And they all like s- stopped the conversation and they looked over like snakes. Like, imagine like like the cobra heads of just like like eyes narrowing and just like your period smells bad. And like I couldn't bail. I couldn't say actually I haven't gotten it. Uh, yeah. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, huh, yeah, <laughs> you know, and then, oh, and then it was just like, Aaron, we got these vagina oh, smells bad. Oh, Her Aaron. Smells bad. Yeah. Oh my God. Not the most skilled socially. No, no, uh, but you know, <laughs> oh God, you know, it comes from, it came from a good place, right? You were just trying to fit in. Yeah. Is that good? I don't know. I don't know. I was, I, I was a was there, I was, was there an authority figure anywhere nearby? Yeah, and they didn't like me. Um, no, there. Uh, Mr. Lemieux was the wood shopping teacher, and uh-huh. he he was just like this. Uh, I, I pictured uh, Dave Koechner, uh-huh. like that character, uh, but not kidding. Yeah, like a, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, there was no. I mean, there was no telling. Like, hey, they're making fun of me because my period smells bad. Also, yeah. I don't have one. Yeah, yeah. Also, I was lying. Yeah, it's a difficult. That's a difficult one to to broach. With yeah, an authority figure. Oh God, though, that's so. Well, I mean, <laughs> I put myself out there. Yeah, I, right. I I would also go up to uh, kids during lunch, and I like if I, w- I would walk up to you, Dave Holmes, yeah. I would say um, trumpet number three. And then I would just walk away. Right. And what I was doing, I when I saw people, I saw them as instruments and numbers. Oh. And so I would, I was trying to connect to people. And like sometimes in my head, it was like a really big compliment. Like a trumpet right. is like a compliment. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Thanks. And well, but why number three? 
You're in my in my mind, like because uh, I in my in my mind, I had a personality that was assigned to certain numbers, uh-huh. and so it's very easy for me to say to somebody like Dustin is a number seven, the producer okay. of the show. Okay. <laughs> no, it's good. It's none. Of, it's it's neither. It's neither good nor bad. What it's was a, Melissa Munchkin? A uh, fuck. Uh, a nine. Okay. Or a one. She sounds like a nine. <laughs> or an eight. No, she's an eight. Okay. All right. Trump at Ugh. number three. Oh, but no, I mean, okay, I get it. You know, you're quirky. You're still yeah, quirky. Yeah, it was not about still quirky. Yeah, but you're in a place where quirkiness is celebrated. Right, right, you right. You know? Uh, but this isn't about me. Why did you tie yourself to a tree? <laughs> oh, um, they. I won, a, I won a writing contest, and one of the prizes was that you got a plaque with your name on it and, like, a sapling ah. planted in your honor. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> so, as though you had died, <laughs> yeah. like that's what they do for dead students. Yeah, generally. yeah, yeah. I think the plaque just said Aaron McGathy, uh, nineteen ninety six. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, which also, like, if you're not popular. Uh, kids, if you're not popular, try to have your name on as l- few things as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's good advice. Yeah. That's good so advice. I won this writing contest, and then I got this. What did you write? Uh, I wrote a story about. It was a. It was about. It was from the perspective of a. Of course, it was. It was. It was a. I haven't thought about this before. It was a story uh, from the perspective of an actual fly that was on a wall ah. in a house, and like the, this family and their family dynamics. But it Very was clever. this little fly. So I got this plaque made. They had the plaque made, and then they put it. They planted it in the wrong place. Like they planted it by where they were going to put a dumpster. Oh, and so, (laughs) and so, uh, they, they told, like one of the teachers told me offhandedly like, Hey, and they're going to, they're going to remove your tree. Um, sorry. And I was like, Oh, well, I, I I don't, I don't, I remember thinking like what I said to everyone was like, it's, it's not right to kill a tree, but I know that like, I just thought it's not right to kill my tree. This is my little writing tree. Yeah. So I, one afternoon, like, announced, like, I'm going to tie myself to this tree. And I got, like, a, a, a garbage bag ties. Yeah. And I tied myself to a sapling, to a sapling, <laughs> uh, which you could lift, which yeah. which a, a, a 10-year-old uh, could, could could lift with his teeth. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> tied myself to a sapling. And it could, at that point, still have been moved, right? Yeah, certainly. Okay. Um, I tied myself to the sapling. But, I mean, uh, they could have moved it and kept it alive. Uh, yes, right. yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, so, so I tied myself to the sapling after school. I made a big announcement. I passed out flyers saying, I'm going to be tying myself to the sapling after school. Everyone's like, okay, uh, we don't like you. Why are you talking to us? Mm-hmm. And then uh, I tied myself to the sapling after school. No one was there after school. A couple of teachers were kind of walking around and being like, hey, what do, what you doing over there? And I was mm-hmm. like, well, they're going to tear out my tree. Um, what ended up happening... <laughs> <laughs> the teachers felt so sorry for me that they moved the tree to the high school. And uh-huh. so that tree is at, uh, as far as I know, is at Chaparral High School in uh-huh. Temecula, California, which is a high school I didn't go to. But oh, um, it, it, they just. Yeah. So, it, oh, it was it was part of the same system, right? But by then you yes, moved on to a different school. Yes, okay. Yes. I gotcha. Um, and I, I was so unpopular. It is funny thinking about like all the kids are like, Jesus, remember that girl Erin McGathy? I don't know what happened to her, but she she, yeah. she told she told me I was a tuba and a number yeah. nine. And well, uh, it's very easy to figure out what you're doing right now. You know what I mean? They what can do find you. Mean? you. I mean, you're out there. You're oh, doing shows oh, and stuff. Oh, yeah. And it's the future, and so they can just you know. It is the future. Yeah. Yeah. Just get on the computer and find you. Yeah, yeah. And you're doing interesting things. 
Yeah, at least right? four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Melissa Munchkin, nothing. Fucking, I hope nothing. Oh, my God. I would, I, I may, like, if I went to an art gallery and I was looking at a painting and I was like, wow, <laughs> this is really beautiful, and the name on it was a, was Melissa Munchkin, I would just take a razor blade out of my pocket, because right. I carry a razor blade in my pocket, Absolutely. and I would just slice you? my neck in front of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would slice up the painting. No, no, it would slice my own neck. Wow. No, no reason to live. Um, wow. No, but she was uh, supremely untalented and retarded, so I'm sure she's okay. uh, doing nothing. Fuck her. Yeah. Fuck her. What the fuck kind of, like, Lord of the Flies school did you go to? Uh, it was the Lord of the Flies school. Wow. <laughs> it was Lord of, Lord of the Flies middle school. I went to a middle school called Margarita Middle School. Mm. And, uh, As they take a swig of tequila. Yeah, in uh, Temecula, California. Mm-hmm. And they, I, I think one of the reasons why it was so socially dysfunctional is because of that uh, track system. Like, they, they right. really were trying to group groups of friends together. And then... Um, what for, a great idea. Yeah. What a terrific idea. <laughs> yeah. But what then a victory like, for education. <laughs> but they were like, well, we also don't want to just... We don't want this to be so obvious. So we'll right. insert in the most popular class, we will insert literally the least popular person in the school. Yeah. There was a newsletter about me. Shh, I'm stop not it. kidding. Stop I'm it. I'm not kidding. There was uh, don't a stop it. Tell me everything. Seriously, tell me about it. There was a newsletter uh, written by the most popular girls in my class. Uh-huh. And th- what year are we talking? Uh, this would have been 90. Six ninety seven. Okay, I mean, how old were you? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, the actual year. Um, yeah, I want to. I, I want to think about what the design would look like. <laughs> so, oh, so we're talking like a 1996 newsletter. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Like what year pinks? of school? Yeah, what uh, year of school were you in? This is seventh grade, eighth grade. Okay, okay. yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, the cover photo of the one I can remember was this picture that like, all these girls. There, got there to- were several issues. <laughs> there were at least three. Jesus Christ, Aaron. <laughs> there. Um, there were at least three. Uh, <laughs> the cover photo of the main, uh, uh, the uh, photo on the cover of the newsletter that I can remember yeah. was a picture of all of the girls in my class that they had me take because they approached me and they're like, hey, can you take a picture of all the friends in our class? Yeah. But I was in the class. So it was like a conceptual, like it's uh, cruelly, like brilliantly cruel. They had me take a picture of them and I took several pictures because I, I was like, oh, but let's get a different angle. Like, let's. Yeah. yeah. So oh. that was the the oh, headline. God, why are people so fucking awful? Uh, well, because when we're when we're young and we're in, I mean, it's not entirely entirely. It's not entirely their fault. It's biology. When you're in middle school and elementary school, the whole thing is like, how do I become a person? How am I a normal person? I don't feel normal. Oh, here's this person who is like drawing pictures in the corner and is uh, like writing uh, speeches and is uh, calling people instruments. She carries rocks in her pockets. Uh Um, She she makes her own stickers. Like that's what's yeah. Let's all pick on her. Right. Because we want to be normal and we see that she's she's not normal. We're doing the the right thing. So it's it's just it's just biology. I mean, I don't I'm I'm not actually I don't think those are all bad people. It's just like a bad time. Yeah. Uh, With exception to Melissa Munchkin who oh, yeah. I hope has a, has had to deal with several miscarriages. Right. <laughs> right. I, I I'm okay, just kidding. I will, I will no you're not. I <laughs> will agree that it is biology, but I don't think that's an excuse. Were you teased? 
Uh, I was, yeah. I mean, not terribly, mm-hmm. um, but a little, yeah. Uh, and and l- let me just get this thought out. I yeah. do think it's biology, but I also think like uh, teenage, like people at that age, kids at that age, are incredibly horny as well. We don't just say like, "Oh, you guys just go and fuck each other." You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like at some point, there has to be some sort of authority figure to step in and say, "What is going on right now is not acceptable." Yeah, and, yeah. and the, here's a lesson that will help you become a person: don't do that to people. You know? Yeah. But whatever. And yeah. now I think we're coming around. Like our society is coming around to that a right. little. Like well, there's you, some awareness of of that kind of shit. Sure, absolutely. Like, what do you? I, I'm my my feelings are torn on like the um the anti bullying movement, like right. the um like the billboards that say like don't bully. But I feel like you're treating the symptom and not the problem. And I'm curious, like, I don't I don't know what it's like to be a middle schooler right now, but I don't know, like, how, like, a billboard that says don't bully is going to. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it makes things better or worse. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's all very, you know, I think it makes bullying cooler almost. Like, or it makes it more know. romantic. Like, right. we see what you're doing, and then it's like, right. yeah, I'm fucking bullying. Like, I'm smoking a cigarette before behind a locker. Yeah. Oh, I'm also uh, telling uh, G- Giselle Buchanan that her armpits smell bad. Right. Ha-ha, Is I did this a it. person? No. Oh, okay. You just made I it. almost said uh, Giselle uh, Bunchneck or whatever her Bunchen? real name is. Yeah. Bunchen, yeah. I wonder if she dealt with it. I'm sure she did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. You know, well, she's she, like, she says that. No, I mean, that's all very nice when models right. talk about how uh, right. bully they were for right. a mole they had on their knee. Right, right. It's, uh, it's Thank you, everybody. Thank right. you, Penelope Cruz, for mm-hmm. telling us that you were teased because your lips were too moist. Right. <laughs> um, we all appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over we all feel better about ourselves now. But you were, uh, you, 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 I, you were teased? I was teased, kind of. Uh, I was sort of like... Um, I was teased a lot when I was a little, when in like first grade, because I, uh, because I read early. And you're My, from St. Louis? I'm from St. Louis. And, and I went to, at the time, to like a parish school, like a Catholic school oh, that was okay. connected to, to the church or whatever. So it was just like nuns and a couple of priests and whatever. And a, and a small group of lay teachers or whatever. And I and I learned to read really early. My One of my brothers taught me how to read. We just would watch Sesame Street together and he made flashcards and he taught me how to read. Oh, how and, nice. Yeah, it was really cool. And And it's like... Um, when you are a little kid and you pick up a skill, you just want to do it over and over. Like, especially if it's something that it like makes you special or that nobody else can do or whatever, you mm-hmm. just want to do it again and again and you get better and better at it. Like I think Montessori education is sort of based on that. You like help kids discover things on their own and then they sort of become responsible for their own education right. and they'll, you know, do long division for a week and get really good at it and then move on to something else or whatever. So I, I got really good at reading really fast. And, uh, and in first grade I went to this school and, uh, and I read like at a soup at like an advanced grade level because I just, I had just done it so much that I sort of, I went through the ranks or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't like when it came time for reading time in first grade, I would have to be removed from the class and uh, and like have a special class with this student teacher, right? So so this guy uh, Gary Belota uh, came in, would come Gary in and get Belota. me. I know he was also a lounge singer, right? No, he was uh, like eight hundred pounds. Uh, yeah, so he would have to come in and get me and like and take my hand and his big fucking sweaty paw and like and, and like walk me out of class and then we walk down this long silent hallway into the um like some nun's office that was like off of the gymnasium mm-hmm. so uh so we would go in and it was like 7th or 8th grade PE time when we would when it was our first grade reading time so we would have to walk the perimeter 
of uh, of the gym while they were like, you know, pummeling each other or whatever. And then once once they figured out what was going on and the fact that I was like this weird egghead kid who would just read, right? They started just pelting me, right? So Ugh. I would like so it would like I would be taken out of my class and have all my peers stare at me in total silence. And then we walk down, and then uh, PE would happen, and I would just get just fucking pummeled with dodgeballs and what just was, whatever. What was Belota doing? He was nothing. He was just like, let's just get in there. Well, he after was a couple he a of weeks, he was like, he was like, a, a, he, was like a, he was studying or? to be a teacher. Okay. Um, yeah. So and and then like and then once we got to the fucking nun's office, we, he would just have me read out of books and stuff, and he'd be like, "Good job." Like there was no, he didn't really teach me anything new yeah. or whatever. There was Bologna. nothing about comprehension. Yeah, he's the worst. So, uh, and these kids who would throw balls at me were huge. Yeah, yeah. Because they were yeah. seven, eight years older than me or whatever. So, uh, so finally either he or somebody mentioned to one of the nuns what was going on. And she put a stop to it, uh, by which I mean now, like from then and for the rest of the year, when I would go into, like when the doors would open and Gary Belota and I hand in hand would walk into the gym to go to this little tiny office so I could read out of a book, whatever was going on in PE had to stop. So like if it was dodgeball, all balls on the floor. So yeah, and these like giant older kids would just stare at me as I would walk this sad death march around the gym to this teacher's office to like read out loud about Annie Sullivan or whatever. Yeah, it was awful. Is everyone an idiot? Everyone's an idiot. Everyone is an idiot. And the thing is, like, I look back after that year, my parents, thank God, took me to a different school. Um, which is good, but because I, you know, this, like I said, was a parish school. So it was like, it was nuns and priests and stuff and, yeah. and a couple of teachers and like nuns and priests are great, but they're just nuns and priests. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't, they're not magic. You know what I mean? They're not, mm-hmm. I, I know they have to get some sort of certification. Well, to one every thousand is magic. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's like the national average. Right. But, uh, but they can't tell. Right. Right. If they tell them they have to kill whoever they tell. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's really dark. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Catholicism is weird. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they, they don't necessarily have like, they didn't necessarily decide to work in a school. They just right. got assigned there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so... And and I, and I think I think also a lot so of people. They're not teachers. I, they're you know just... what? That could be total bullshit on my part. But but my assumption is just that it's like you kind of you go where you're sent and you do the job that you're supposed to do. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, so I think it it leads to like a lot of nuns and priests being teachers who didn't necessarily have the vocation to be a teacher. They just ended up there. You know? Right. Um, and and I think a lot of Catholic people are just like, well, we trust the church or, or did at the time. This was you know in the 70s. Um, so we'll just send our kids there and they'll be fine. They'll learn everything they need to learn or whatever, um, which in my case was not true. Uh, so, like, at the end of that year, when I started at this new school, I was like, I don't fucking want to read anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to yeah. do anything that made me stand out at all because I felt so weird, yeah. you know? Yeah, And uh, And so, like, I kind of, you know, hid my light under a bushel if we're going to go biblical. Oh, boy. Yeah. Which we don't need to. But, yeah, but then after that, I just sort of, like, I was never athletic. So, I got... You know, I got I got teased a little, but not terribly. You know, mm-hmm. like I, th- I sort of figured out what I brought to the table shortly thereafter. You know, I started writing a lot more and like yeah. and doing shows and shit. And so like I got made fun of, but it wasn't terrible. And it didn't <sighs> like I, w- I wasn't like I was it f- uh, until like high school. I was sort of like in the middle, somewhere in the middle of the ladder. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like there were definitely kids who gave me shit, but then there were also kids under me that I could give shit to. Right, you know what right, I mean? right, right. Um, which I did for a couple of years. Has it, um, 
Well, good for you, I suppose. Yeah, no, I mean, it's terrific. You have to. You have to go um, out of your system. God, it is so crazy, like, how, uh, how you get so picked on for being different, and then as an adult, you're celebrated for being different. Exactly. It's so weird. So it's weird. so weird, Aaron. So Full weird. circle. Uh, I I hope that my kids are uh, outsiders. I do too. Yeah. I don't know that I want to have kids. So, but if I yeah. ever did, yeah, I would want them to be you know interesting. Yeah. And, and I think now, like, part of this anti-bullying thing, and it's obviously like, don't bully will right, only be so right. effective. But I think teaching kids that like differences are good, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I have nieces and nephews and I have, I have a couple, I have like a, a couple of nephews who are like phenomenally good at sports. Um, they're like these super gifted hockey players mm-hmm. and, uh, and they're like, it's, it's crazy to see them grow up. They're like 15 and maybe 12 now or 14 or 12, something like that. And, and to like watch them grow up, they're super confident because they just they knew how to shoot a puck. And so yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's not the world's most, you know, transferable skill. They're either right. going to do that or like or you know, like you're either going to be a hockey player or you're not. It's not like you can be, you know, it it doesn't transfer to like banking or whatever. But the amount of of like confidence that they have just for being able mm-hmm. to do that is crazy. And they're like and they're good kids and they're like they have friends who are not exactly like them. You know what I mean? And it's That's like cool. it's like they were raised to not be fucking dicks to people. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I don't know. It, it's good. it's a different. It's a whole different world now. I do. I do feel like things are getting, are are, are getting better. Really, any any attention to that? Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. Them taking like putting their balls on the ground and. Oh my god! It was it was absurd. the worst. It was the worst. It was the worst. I just wrote just, that independent movie. Uh, yeah. Just now. Oh sure. No, uh, believe 20th me. Twentieth century just bought it. Oh, it's it's in it's in my it's in my book. It's called Balls Down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was truly, it was just awful. And, and it was like, it, it was like malpractice. Yeah. You know, if you look back on it, it's like, if a kid's got a, a special skill, you should like do what you can to help him cultivate that or whatever. Right, right, right. I mean, I, the world doesn't necessarily need to revolve around me, but that's, that's boneheaded. You know what I mean? That's just dumb. Did you, did you also go to a Catholic high school? I did. I okay. did. But it was, uh, it, it was, uh, it was an all boys school. It was run by monks who like, who, who like, who were who did gravitate toward education? Right. It's, uh, yeah, it was like Benedictine was, monks, and they like you know it, it's it's a, a monastery. Are different from brothers? They are a, well. It's brother is is just sort of a title for a, 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 a pri- like brother and father are just priests. In oh, okay, okay. So there are different orders of mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. Uh, the monastic life or whatever. Mm-hmm. Benedictines they have like the robes and and they chant and and they uh, they're nuts. They're crazy. Like they they tend to be very smart people. It's it's really difficult. Uh, process to like right. to, to become one of these monks. One one of the things they have to do it's either a year or two years where they cannot speak. They're like living in a monastery and they they cannot speak at all. Interesting. Yeah. Right. Um, and still, like as like all throughout their lives during meals they don't speak. Like it's all silent prayer and whatever. Uh, it, it it yeah it, it attracts a, a, a crazy but smart person. Totally. Well, I, and you went to an all boys high school, right. and I don't I don't want to uh, I don't want to imply that it's. Oh. Uh, <laughs> go, go ahead, just say it. I don't know what you're gonna say. No, I. Um, well, I. Every, kids, it's dealing with uh, with your with your sexuality in high school is difficult for everyone. Right. And you, you're homosexual. I am. And so, that is correct. Thank you. <laughs> I did Thank it. Um, yeah. No, it was there. Was were you? Did like the other kids know that you were gay? Did you know yeah. that you were gay in high school? Yeah, kind of. Kind of like, I, I think I got, I think I had the reputation sort of early. The cards were dealt 
really early. Oh, really? How yeah. do you mean? I mean, I just, I was always sort of like, um, like, if not like sexually gay, it was always sort of like what we can, what we perceive now as culturally gay. Mm-hmm. Like I was really into Annie. You know what I mean? I had the original cast recording. I listened to it all the fucking time. Oh, it was just so good. And it was, and it also like it came out in in like seventy eight or whatever. And I was seven, so it was like I was just at the right age. Yeah, Carol Burnett's uh, awesome in it. No, I'm talking about the Broadway show. Oh, the movie. movie Reason I thought she originated the role. Uh, Broadway was Dorothy Loudon. Andrea mm-hmm. McCardle, of course, played Annie. Of course, uh, I, I I wrote her and asked for uh, for a picture. She signed one, sent it back. Like Very it was, nice. you know. I mean, you look back and it's like, okay, you know, it's it's right. not hard to see how this story was going to turn out. Sure. You know, uh, my parents claimed to be surprised, which is fucking crazy. <laughs> um, and again, I think it's just a different world. They just didn't have the language for it or whatever. They just didn't know any gay people until, right, right, right. you know, me. Um, but yeah, no, I think I always knew. And I think I, this, this school, it was all boys. Uh, there were 50 of us in a class. Uh, a lot of us had known each other since, you know, grade school. The, mm-hmm. the school that I ended up going to kind of fed into this high school. And uh, and so I knew, like, of the 50 kids in my class, like 25 to 30, I already knew. And uh, and it was, you know, I mean, yeah, I think that I was already the gay kid before we even knew what gay kids were. Um, and, you know, I, I yeah, but it, but I, but it wasn't like, um, it, it, it was, it, it wasn't just like sexual. It was also like, because I liked weird things. Like I was sort of right, into the right. clash and stuff. So it was like, I was sort of a, like, even though I didn't look at all like a punk rocker, I had like a right. couple of buttons on my jacket, but it was like, so I was the queer, weird but not I was necessarily queer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was what we yeah. might now call queer. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, and I got some shit for it, but really not a ton. It was weird. And I think it was because this school was so small mm-hmm. and there was like a good teacher to student ratio and whatever, they were able to keep an eye on it. Right. And, and there were enough, like, there were enough things to keep us busy um, that, like, I could go be, you know, I could do theater and I could work on the school paper and I could, you know, work, you know, I could do all kinds of things that, like, brought my talents to bear. Do you think Even it was- though I sucked at sports. Oh. Like, it, it didn't, you know, it didn't, like, I didn't have to be an athlete or do nothing. Interesting. You know what so I mean? You, you, you strike me as athletic now. You're doing all well, those I'm tr- uh, races. Well, I'm trying now. Yeah, I'm trying now. Um, I never was. I hated it. I fucking I hated PE. I hated the whole, probably because of first grade. Right, you know, right, right. I equate it with pain. Yeah. Um, yeah, and shame and alienation and isolation um, and reading. Uh, but yeah, now as a grown up, I, I find that like I, I started like running and then I started mm-hmm. like swimming and then I was like, I'm just going to do a triathlon just to see if I can do it. And I did, and I liked it. And then just little by little, I'm starting to get more and more into it. Because was now it, I'm in was my it 40s. hard being gay at the triathlon? Oh, my God. It's so hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so, yeah, it's a really, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult world. No, it's really, obviously. I mean, it's no, full, I'm of, fucking, kidding, it's I'm full of dudes with their shirts <laughs> off. It's great. Um, I, uh, being, like, sort of figuring out that I was gay in an all-boys school was actually amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, because I love boys, and I was surrounded by boys. Like right. boys in coats and ties. Well, and then there's you know not I mean? the. Uh, I I would guess like I never I've never been a boy. I've never been to an all boys school. Mm-hmm. But uh, but th- there's no there's no carrot that everyone's reaching for. So there's right. there's no checking in with everybody. And right. there's a, you don't have to. Right. Yeah. And yeah, and it's and it's very yeah. No, there's no there's no like girl that everyone's after, and there's right. like and people don't pair off and whatever. It does get very clicky, and it's and it's very you know it can be kind of gossipy and weird. Mm-hmm. It's like you know it, it's you're just stuck with each other, and so and this was a six year it was seventh to twelfth. So and there's so few kids that like the clicks kept changing and whatever. It was interesting. I, I liked it. Yeah, I liked yeah, yeah. it a lot. And and actually, my class for whatever reason is like 
hugely gay. They're out of the fit. Like, first of all, now three are dead, maybe Jeez. four. Um, that doesn't four. mean gay. Four, no. Mean no, gay. I'm just saying, but of the 46 that remain, there are like seven or eight gay guys in it, which okay. is weird. Um, I mean, it's a lot, you know? And, and, and for like the, the few years ahead of me and the few years behind me, I don't think there are any. I mean, I'm sure there are some, but I don't know of any. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it wouldn't be like in the, in the alumni newsletter or whatever. But, like, <laughs> but in my class, it's, it, for whatever reason, there are a ton of gay kids. Maybe, maybe not seven or eight, maybe five or six. But still, that's a lot. Um, and uh, uh, what can I say about it? Um, I had, um, I managed to avoid getting crushes on my friends except for one. I had mm-hmm. a huge crush on a really good friend of mine, oh boy. um, who was like this really great athlete and was super confident and whatever, right. uh, and a little troubled, like, yeah, we'll call I him was, Seth. We'll call, well, let's call him Seth. Why not? <laughs> Why not? I think he's married now. So yeah, he doesn't need to have his name bandied about, and it was totally not reciprocated at all. So I'm not like. Did you did you have a did you tell him ever? Or like, no, I never any? did. No, I never did. I probably didn't have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think you know, yeah, but like later, I think he could probably look back and piece it together and be like, oh yeah, this kid was really into me because he would you know <laughs> throw pebbles at my bedroom window and just to talk late on Friday yeah, nights yeah. and stuff. Did did you literally do that? Oh, or? always. Yeah. A what lot. else did you do? Um, not, I know I, I didn't, I probably went a little crazy. Um, it was, it would be mostly that because he, he like, he had a family business and he would have to get up early in the morning to go and work on like right. weekends and over the summer and stuff. And, and so he wouldn't go out a lot, but I would like, I'd go out to the parties and stuff and then I'd be like, I got to tell Seth what's going on. Right. So <laughs> did I'd like you wake know him up that and stuff. You, did you know that you had a crush on yeah. Seth? Did you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But at the same time, I didn't quite know what it was or like, um, like, I knew what gay was, obviously. I knew that I was, like, super into Seth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that I necessarily put that together mm-hmm. or, or thought of it as anything more than just, like, a phase. Right. You know? Um, I think I probably thought that I was, like, bisexual or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I, Even yeah. though I had no interest in girls at all. Except for, like, <laughs> except for, you know, like, trying to please my parents or whatever. Like culturally, it was like, well, I'll eventually get married or whatever. But uh, all I think about and ever want to be around is boys. Right, and yeah. you and and you were around boys. I was so a like- lot, <laughs> a lot. Um, did you uh, did did you guys have like any? I'm curious, like what your relationship with girls was during that mm-hmm. time. Like, did you guys have like organized mixers? We or did. we did. Yeah, we what had was uh, that starting like? in seventh grade. We had mixers. Uh, I loved it. Because I, I love to talk to people and I love to dance. So I was, uh, while I wasn't like, especially in seventh and eighth grade, I didn't really have an identity yet. I was mm-hmm. still sort of bookish and, and kind of quiet and, uh, and, I, and like not athletic. And, uh, and so I didn't really, like I wasn't popular within school, um, but like it, with girls in other schools or whatever, I got, I started to get popular because I could make them laugh and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. So I would get invited to parties, not from like the kids in my school, but outside. And then when, like, then when we started getting our driver's licenses and like people started to mix and stuff, then I was like, I, I achieved some sort of still like mid level popularity. Um, but like within the school, I was always kind of in the middle. Yeah. Um, but mixing with girls, I would, uh, I had, there was a girl that I liked whose name was Charlie. Which is weird, um, and, uh, and she was or like, not weird. Yeah, no, it's probably normal. Um, who I uh, like, I had sort of a crush on. Mm-hmm. She was just cool and funny, and I wanted to be around her. Um, and so I sort of, I kind of liked her. She was a year ahead of me, and I, th- I think I thought that we were dating because we talked on the phone and stuff. Right, right, right. Um, I had a girlfriend in 
freshman year who is now uh, a lesbian indie rocker in uh, Chicago, Rad. who's awesome and still still a friend. Um, and then and then like actually in uh, in my senior year of high school, I start I got like a kind of a serious girlfriend, and uh, who somebody else had brought to the junior prom. Um, he had just met her and didn't have a date and she was pretty. And so we just asked her and, uh, and then we met at the dance and I just brought a friend just because I'm a gay kid and like, I had a friend named Pinky and I brought Pinky. And so we like, cute. yeah, it was cute. Right. A lot of her friends were going, obviously all of my friends were there. And, uh, and so we ended up sort of just splitting up and hanging out on our own. And I met this girl, Kathy and, and we, and we, we uh, like fell in high school love. Like a you know a yeah. gay boy and a sort of a pretty girl, and we dated yeah. for a year or so. Oh wow! And kind of a serious girlfriend, but nothing sexual ever happened. Mm-hmm. Um, she wanted to wait, and I did not want to have sex at all. Right? Have you had sex with a woman? I did once. I did once. It was a fact finding mission. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I was what? nineteen, mm-hmm. and uh, and I just I I uh, I was uh, I had flunked out of I went to Holy Cross, mm-hmm. and then I and I flunked out. And, uh, and then I spent a year taking classes at, at Washington University in St. Louis. And, um, and I met a girl there. Um, and, I, like, I could tell that she liked me. Mm-hmm. And she asked me to some sorority thing and whatever. And toward the end of the night, it was like, I think I can have sex with her. And I should probably do that, right? Like, that should be a thing that I do. Right. And, uh, and so I went home with her. And, uh, and we, gave it a, we gave it a try. <laughs> it didn't quite work. Okay. Uh, it sort of did. I was 19, so I was still able to sort of maintain, you know, right, right, right. even though I wasn't into what was going on. Yeah. And, it, and it was, uh, it, it became clear um, about halfway through that I was not going to be able to finish the okay. deal. Okay. So I pretended that I did. <laughs> and then I left. Uh, I said I had to go to church in the morning, which is a lie. <laughs> so I left. So, I left there, um, and I never talked to her again. Uh, <laughs> I have a million questions. Mm-hmm. So, so you're, you were using a condom, obviously. That's not I an was. important yeah, question. Yeah. 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 Um, do you remember how you initiated, like, let's, was it unspoken or did you say, I, I want to make love to you I tonight? Do, I remember this. I remember this. Uh, I, uh, I went to walk her, uh, to her apartment mm-hmm. and, uh, and I think she lived alone. Um, or her roommate wasn't home or whatever. And, uh, and she was like, do you want to come up? And I was like, yeah. And so I went up mm-hmm. and, and we started making out and whatever. And, uh, and I kind of like, n- like started to walk her toward the bedroom a little bit. And she was like, wow, I haven't had a one night stand in a long time. And I was like, oh, it's like riding a bike. I actually said, it's like riding a bike. <laughs> Because I was certain that it was going to happen, right? Um, it's like riding a bike. It's like riding a bike. And so, you'll, yes. You'll know how to do it. You, you never forget how to do things one time yeah. and then forget about them yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah, It's like riding a yeah. bike. You oh, never forget perfect. how to have sexual intercourse. Come on up. Stranger. Uh, ride a bike. These yeah. are all great adult things mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. These, <laughs> these two kids are saying. Just awful. Just awful. So, anyway, so it's like riding a bike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, like the next thing that I remember is that we were doing it. And you had a condom on you, or she she had a condom I there. I think that she did. I think she did. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. Actually, yeah, I might I might have actually thought ahead on this. Yeah, I think I'm. Uh, well, I don't know. Whatever. One of us did. Did you? Um, were you? Were you? Were you open about open about it being the first time that you had ever been no. with a woman? Okay. No. Okay. No. And this was this being like a brand new place. Hmm. Um, nobody really knew me there. So like my reputation as like the gayest person in the world did not quite follow me there. Right, right. Well, I, I guess I rephrase my question. Like, did she know that you had never had no. had sex no, before? No, no, no. Like, no. Okay. Uh, yeah. No. no. 
Uh, she might, she, you know, during the act, she might have suspected it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I'm sure I had no idea what I was doing. Can you but remember? It just, it, sorry. It, no, it was just obvious, like, as it was going on, it was like, you know, especially, yeah, like, I was 19. Anything that you are doing with your dick when you're 19 is just a fun thing to be doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just like, it's, it's Slam it in a drawer, whatever. put it in a yeah. fridge, yeah. put it in a pie. Have a little smidge of dick. Yeah. I like that song. <laughs> we all know. We all know that song, right? <laughs> Have a little smidge. Uh, just a, just just a, a little, little dick. Yeah. Just a little, a little dick, sir. Well, that's dick. a little too much. Just a little, just a, just smidge just a dick. little bit. Um, Let's take a break. Yeah. Hey, everybody. It's, uh, it's Aaron. I hope you're liking this interview. Uh, I just wanted to let you know, uh, first of all, I want to thank people so much for donating to the show. Uh, people who have donated fifty dollars or over, I've I've sent you a, a cool a cool present through the mail that I that I made. Um, I encourage you to go to feralaudio.com and click on uh, the show and donate um, fifty dollars. That's a lot of money, but if you have it, I will send you something super cool. And if you donate ten dollars, I will make you a postcard and mail you a postcard. I sent one to Australia last week, which was really exciting, and I was a little too excited at the post office. I walked in and I said, I have a postcard for Australia. They didn't give a shit because they work at a post office. Uh, your donation is great because it really helps me and it really helps Feral Audio and their people who are doing this stuff for free and, and putting a ton of time in it and uh, and you get something in return because I, I it means something to me and I would love to uh, send you a thank you gift okay where were we we were we were talking about you um, having sex with a woman mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. one time only one time only uh, <laughs> who is your limited first... engagement <laughs> who who was who, my first? Who was your first? Uh, Who's your first love um, aside from Seth? Who was uh, yeah. your, oh, your first uh, physical love? My first physical love. Okay. Well, it depends. In um, hmm. or like, what was your what was your first um, uh, physical uh, experience? Or okay. Like, what was your first? Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, but okay. So when I was like twelve or thirteen. Uh, and this doesn't count because it's not like love or whatever, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, there, uh, there was, uh, I had a friend down the street who's a little bit older and, uh, and he and I watched uh, risky business together nice. on VHS. All uh, right. Like pushed it into the giant machine, and uh, I, I, I was sleeping over at his house, and uh, and we like had set ourselves up in the basement. Mm-hmm. And, meow. Uh, what? I said meow. Meow, indeed. <laughs> and we uh, and we poured ourselves um, gin and diet slices because like there there was liquor down there, and we were I like, let's diet, drink. Uh, it probably slices. doesn't even a, a diet slice. Do you remember slice? Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Okay. So we so we poured like, you know, some diet slice with like a tiny bit of gin. I was imagining uh, like jello shots, but with like slices of lemon or something. Yeah. Like, diet, diet slices. Lemons. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah. No. Um, so yeah, we poured ourselves drinks that we like sort of had one disgusted sip of and whatever. And then we're like, oh, we're so drunk. But also whatever. adorably gay. Super gay, right? Yeah. <laughs> diet the slices. Gayest. Diet slice. Yeah. And gin. <laughs> It's, it, now it would have a name, like it, you know, if it were if it were 2012, we would give it a, some sort of sassy name or whatever. Right. Uh, we'd call it the Rebecca De Mornay or whatever. But at the time, it was just like a drink. Skinny cunt. <laughs> the skinny. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, so then we uh, we got on the subject of like of sex and stuff, and he had been. 
starts in a really creepy way, but he had been uh, propositioned by a grown-up at like the the comic book store. Oh my goodness! Yeah, because we were both into the X Men, and he had gone to get uh, X Men and like the guy Triple X Men. Triple X. All right, guys. There we go. That's the Aaron I love. Um, and no, we um, like the, there was a grown up who worked there who sort of made a creepy like you know hey why don't you come back I've got you know got some magazines I want you to look at and whatever this is and he 13? was like no he was probably fourteen or fifteen oh man no I was I was twelve he was if I was thirteen he was fourteen regardless there was an adult that was there was uh, an adult that was soliciting yeah and uh, which he said no and uh, so we talked about that and then he was like you know I mean I would it's not like I wouldn't try it but not you know not with some creepy old guy or whatever and oh, then and right. like and then in my it just like ignited something and in my head I was like I do too right I want to yeah. try it too yeah, yeah, yeah and uh, and we both and so we like uh, we we like sort of negotiated what it was that we were going to do and whatever mm-hmm. like shaking shaking with that sort of like adolescent sexuality you know like you ordered. What you were going to do? like Yeah, we sort of try. decided like what we were going to try to do and who was going to do what and whatever. And uh, and we like went under the stairs, under the basement stairs, uh-huh. and uh, and did it. But what, and, uh, what did you do? I, well, we sort of like, you know, there was oral sex and whatever. We didn't, it, it was, that was it. Like that was it. And okay. just a little bit, like not, you know. Uh, FYI, Dave, uh, big deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, uh, okay. Yeah. So, but it was still, it was like, you know, it was like young boy sort of experimentation. Right, whatever, right. No, no, sure, certainly. Right. But not, not, uh, totally innocent. Right. But it, what was it like, you, you put your mouth here. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. Now my turn. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, yeah. You, you stupid jerk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and in fact, I remember him being like, imagine I'm Charlie, because I had this sort of crush on this girl, Charlie, right, at the time. But in my head, right, I was like, right, I am right. not imagining that at all. Because, you know, <laughs> it was this, this guy was, you know, was a handsome fellow and whatever. And so he, um, um, I like, I did not come because mm-hmm. I was still like, I still was sort of pre, like I was, I was in the middle of puberty. And I don't yeah, think I had, yeah. I had had my first, like, yeah, I had not had my, I had not come ever yet. Right. 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 And, uh, and so he, and he did. And, uh, oh yeah. And, uh, and then it was, and then it was just like over, obviously as it is, um, when you come, it's over. Can you it's say over. What, what was happening? Um, he was just on top of me. And, and again, we were like, like, you know, we're 13 year old boys. So just right, anything right. touching your dick just makes it go off. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Were you guys giggling? Uh, no, we were not. Okay. Probably at first, but at the end it got yeah, yeah. very serious. Right? right, right, right. And then, uh, and then it was, and then he was like, he came and I had no idea how much of it there was going to be. And, but you guys were naked. So yeah. you were like, oh. Yeah. So I was just covered. And, uh, and I remember, Whoa. uh, yeah. And, and then, and then it was just like over whatever. He like got me a towel and toweled off and whatever. And then, and then I was so, I was so consumed by Catholic guilt at the end of it yeah. that I was like, I, I, it was like maybe five in the morning cause we were up all night with right. this stuff. Right. And, uh, and, and I was like, I gotta go home. And, uh, and so I like, yeah. I grabbed all my shit and I, and I went home and, and I couldn't sleep and I was like, I threw up. I was so, I was just sick to my stomach yeah. with like just guilt over what yeah. I had done. Right. So you're also thinking like, I'm also, the, did you, did you think, were you experiencing the like, oh, I've just discovered this? Yeah. Like, the, this yeah. Is- yeah. Like I, I was, I was, I think that's what made me feel the most guilty was that I was like, that was great. You know, right. but being raised Catholic, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to feel that, you know what I mean. Yeah, you're not yeah, supposed yeah. to enjoy this kind of stuff, especially. Well, I just mean like at that time, like had you seen like porn? Had you no. like did you right? So so just, like when when kids masturbate for the first time, they're like, holy shit! I just discovered something. I yeah. can't tell anybody about oh, yeah. it. it. Makes when me feel really good. That, but it's like really six gross. months later, it was like, oh my god, I don't, 
I've yeah, found, yeah. I, I know what I'm going to do with my life. So um, then what? So so yeah. so you're but home. This, you're this, feeling guilty. You're yeah, throwing I was home. Up. I was feeling guilty, and I threw up. I literally made myself physically sick because I was so guilty, and I got so sick uh, that day that I convinced myself that I had AIDS. Like wow. we had just because because this was 1984 or five, right? And like you know we knew what AIDS was, but we didn't, and, and we knew that gay people got it, and it came from like gay sex or whatever. Yeah. But like especially a little kid doesn't know that like somebody has to have it. Like you don't, it, it, gay sex doesn't just generate AIDS. Right. Of you know what I mean? Not. Like yeah. one person has to have it and then give it yeah. to another person, yeah. and it's not going to be a 14 year old boy, right? And especially right, right. not going to be just you know having our dicks near each other, you yeah. know? Well, except it's mutated and now it does. Yeah, of course. Gayness no. creates it. Right, right. Yeah, now it's sentient. If you're gay enough. Right. Uh, but yeah, so at the time I was like, I, I was convinced that I, that, that my sickness that I was like sick with right. was AIDS and oh, that man. like I had it and I was going to die from it and I was going to die from it that day. Oh. And like, and, and we had a, we had a vacation plan for the next week, my family. And I was like, they're not, we're not going to be able to go. My parents are going to be so mad at me. Always on vacation. I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was uh, it was a, it was a very stressful time, and we didn't really talk much after that. Right, this guy. So how I. did you? So how did you decide that you didn't have AIDS? Did you uh, just kind of fade away that feeling, or like? Yeah, I, you know, over the coming over didn't. the days after it was like. It, it became obvious that I was putting myself through an exercise of guilt. You know right. what I mean? Like it, it was, like of course I don't fucking have AIDS. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it just yeah. we, we just did a thing, and I kind of enjoyed it, and it's kind of okay that I enjoyed it and whatever. I like I got myself through it, but yeah, and you was, never talked to him again? Uh, no, we we talked, we talked, but just it, it was weird. It was awkward for a while, for sure. Now he's married and has kids and stuff. Like I don't think he was ever gay. It's just like sure. you know. Young boys just want to do stuff with their dicks. I came out in in like I came out a little bit in high school, Mm -hmm. uh, more in college, and then and then when I when I uh, like in college I was literally the entire gay community. I went to the I voluntarily went to this tiny conservative Catholic college, right? Called Holy Cross. That is a fine place and everything. Totally misguided decision on my part. Uh, I met great people there and whatever, but it just was the wrong place for me for a variety of reasons. Right. One of which is that I was literally the only out gay man on campus, out gay person, period. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and when I graduated, I moved to New York, and I was so excited to like to just get out and because I knew the city was going to be full of all different kinds of people. And I was like, yeah. like I'm going to find these other people who, like me, have been in their little weird like greenhouses just waiting, you know. Yeah, yeah. And we're all just going to meet. And it's going to be great and whatever. And I and I went out and and like. And I went out on 8th Avenue in Chelsea, and it was just, everybody looked exactly like everybody else and had these, like, shoulders and abs and shit and, like, all did coke and stuff. And we're, like, me, we're all fucking little Melissa Munchkins, but, like, right, like right, big right. and gay and, and, like, awful. And, like, immediately, ne- I had never, like, coming out at a conservative place, yeah. I, I never faced, like, intolerance. I never, I never faced any kind of bullying. Everybody was incredibly cool to me. Uh, being like a fat guy in a gay bar on Eighth Avenue in 1994, I was like, "Oh, this is this is what bigotry is. Like, this is what oh intolerance and bigotry is." People were so cruel, Jesus, you know. And like, you know me, I like to talk to people and stuff. So I would just go up and start talking to people, and they were just like, "What do you want?" 
Like I, I don't Ew. want anything. I just like I'm here, and I just was. I just wanted to talk oh. and stuff. Just incredible cruelty, right? Yeah. Why do, you, why do you think that is? Like what? what was... uh, because it's you know because they're afraid, you know, because they because yeah. they grew up maybe being bullied also, and like and and never know, never having a place in the world, and so mm-hmm. then then they find one. And okay, the thing is, like the thing about being like growing up gay or growing mm-hmm. up different in any way, mm-hmm. and I think you know this. Mm-hmm. Like it, you you deal with isolation and you deal with. with with like, um, you, you're you're made to feel like a weirdo a lot, right. and so through that experience, you go one of two ways: you either become a very compassionate, interesting, well-rounded person, or you're just like cruel. Like the the world dealt me a shitty hand, and somebody's gonna fucking pay, and it could be anybody. You know what I mean? So you you either become one of the best people in the world, or you become a horrendous asshole. Right. You know. Right. And like it, you can also be both. Like you can sort of go the asshole path for a while and then see the light or whatever. But it, but I feel like it's like the the roads diverge, right? Sure. And, and and I just I think a, a lot of the people who gravitate towards like the discos and the the super gay like sceny you know clony gay bars now I know better than to try to meet people in places like that. Yeah. Uh, but that was all I knew at the time. Um, I think the people who gravitate toward that uh, do that because they want to be in a club because they feel incomplete themselves and so anybody who does, like they're like little girls you know like anybody yeah. who doesn't exactly like them is something they can prey on yeah you know yeah I hear um, you yeah. I, I, I've, I've thought about that a lot like uh, in, uh, in, a, in a comedy way like in a comedy community where there are a bunch of bunch of people who were isolated and yeah. teased yeah and then once if you have like a little and i feel like uh, everybody does a little bit like if you you have like these granules of like i just want to have i want to be in charge of some sort of social ladder like i yeah. want to be at the top of something yeah so like once those those become like the meanest little pockets these yeah. pockets of like uh of of nerd comedians but like if you if you were to confront any and i know that like I've accidentally done that because I think that what happens is like you think oh no one wants to talk to me right. so it's like a mixture of like well like I'm not being unkind because no no one wants to talk to me so I'm just I'm, I'm not being an ice queen like I'm right. just talking to my friends like I'm I'm not you know whatever right. but then other I, I, I can I can say uh, confidently that I've never done this but I, I know that sometimes people that you and I both know would uh, get a rush out of being able to now exclude people. Oh, like totally. now, like, totally. like now, now you, you're all the, the cool people, but it's just right. other people who want to do what you're doing. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a bummer. Yeah. And then it's a bummer. Like, that's crazy. But like y- all these people who are oppressed and they're, and they're Milwaukee's right. and they're Orlando's and they go to New York and they're yeah. just like, uh, they probably do well in Orlando. <laughs> Let's face it. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of performance outlets in Orlando. Yeah, Milwaukee, I get it. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's true. And and I think also I think in the comedy world, um, it's it it sometimes comes out of that cruelty of wanting to exclude somebody. But I think it's you, you sort of were near the point earlier. Like it's 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 the thought that nobody wants to talk to me, or like right. or the, th- the thought of yeah. like. There's no way that I could make somebody feel bad. Yeah, I think that's because the main I'm so thing. Low. Like, yeah. There's no yeah. way that I could make somebody feel lower yeah. than me because I'm low. Yeah, you know I'm invisible. I mean? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I, can't, I can't possibly have an effect on somebody's night or their self esteem yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I think there's a lot of that. Not so much in the gay world. The mean gay guys know they're being mean. <laughs> you know what I mean? They spend a lot of time right, right. cultivating that wit and whatever and they know how to deploy it and it's fucking gross. It's yeah. really gross. So but I mean, that experience was was awful, but it but it was also good that I was in New York because 
you know, in New York and in, in LA and probably really around the world now more and more, you don't need to be in a gay bar to meet gay people and you don't need to like pursue those things to like, right. you know, it, it, there's not, I mean, there are ghettos, but you don't need to be in them. Have anymore. you been to a gay city, Nebraska? No, I haven't. Uh, everyone's oh, I would love the shit out of Gates of yeah. Nebraska, I bet. Everyone's gay. Oh, God, I would love <laughs> From it. the barbers to the gas station attendants. The whole city, to the, the whole chamber of commerce. Everyone uh, at Jamba Juice. Oh. The people God. in line and the people making the juices, my Terrific. friend. Terrific. That's the best Jamba Juice. <laughs> um, if you walk in and you're straight, you turn into a pillar of salt. <laughs> Uh, it's tragic. Oh my god! Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I've only Fuck seen aerial pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't get in there. <laughs> no, I can't. You can't get in there. No. Uh, yeah. So I I learned to sort of cobble together my own little life. You know, like I was like, I'll just meet people where I meet them, and so I, I ended up with like a good diverse group of friends, and met you know met some gay people and some not. And who was your Who was your first, or what? How did you? Who, what was your first adult relationship like? Oh boy. Well, let's see. Uh, that kind of depends too. Okay, I'll t- okay, I'll tell you this. This is oh boy. Um, in college, okay, this is, this doesn't really count as an adult relationship, but it's like the first thing that comes to mind. So I'm right, just right. Say it. Adult um, meaning uh, past high school. Okay. All right. Good. Good. This qualifies. This was college. In college, like I said, I was I was I was like the only out gay person, right? So uh, my and in fact my I think it was my junior year. Sophomore or junior year, I wrote like an anonymous letter to the school paper, just like, like uh, about what it's like to be a gay student at the school. Like I didn't sign my name to it, but right. I just wrote this thing about just like how, you know, cause Holy Cross was super homogeneous. It was just like people dressed alike and had the same haircut and whatever. It was crazy. Uh, it was, was, it was like Eighth Avenue, uh, J crew, like literally the day the J crew catalogs would come out every month. It was like, they're here. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. So like, and like if you got one, but you knew that your roommate was getting one also and would bring it back, it'd be like, I've got an extra. Who needs one? Like oh it was, my God. I'm not fucking what around. Fucking I say nightmare. it was crazy. And then like a week later, all new barn jackets and, you oh, know, man. khakis and whatever. I'm oh not kidding. God. And I had, I loved it. And I like, I, I bought a lot of clothes. Anyway, uh, it, it was very homogeneous. And, uh, and so I wrote this letter just to be like, you know, there's, there's a gay person here, you know, because I, I it was sort of like, cause I was sort of half in and half out of the closet. Uh, sorry, my boyfriend's here. <laughs> He's going to pick me up. Spike, uh, I'll be out in a second. Right. <laughs> Recording down. a podcast. <laughs> Uh, I did Sorry, it. He got a new engine. Good, good, good. It's not, it, like honestly, lo- loud bikes save lives. Loud mufflers, no mufflers. Save, what is that? Loud pipes save lives. Yeah, loud pipes save lives. Oh god, fucking disgusting. <laughs> uh, so I, I wrote this letter as like, like, like a like a trial run for coming out. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Just to like, just to test the waters a little bit and just That's see cool. what it was, just to do it. And then like, I, you know, the paper would come out on Friday and I was like, I'm just going to be all ears. Was it, was your letter, uh, what, what was the, the, the sentiment of your letter? It, it was just like, um, it, it sort of spoke to the fact that it was super homogeneous at this place and everyone just assumes that everyone's exactly the same, but that uh-huh. might not necessarily be true. Right. And like, and what you think you know about gay people might not be true either. You know, but it, like was, it was loving kind of. Yeah, was, yeah. 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 It was just like, you know, at some point I'll probably come out, but for right now I'm not and whatever. And it's like, and you wouldn't suspect and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, I don't remember. And I'm sure, I'm sure I have it tucked away somewhere. Um, I, uh, I should find it. So that weekend I was just like, 
I just was listening, like over, I, I would eavesdrop on people's conversations and stuff because it, it did, it created quite a stir. Sure, sure. And, uh, and uh, more than one person, more than one group of people that I eavesdropped on or like had a conversation with uh, assumed that it was a joke. <gasps> like literally thought that it was a joke. Oh no. Yeah. That's yeah. the worst possible reaction. It was the reaction. worst possible reaction because it was like, wait a minute. You, you'd think that it's so preposterous that there would be one gay person at right. the school of like, what, well, 2,600 people? Well, those people in the closet, right? Like huh? they're, 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 no. No, these were, these were just dumb people. But okay. like, no, or I don't people think just so uncomfortable. No, I mean, it was just 1992 or whatever the fuck it oh was. God. You know? I mean, it was just, it was way too late for that kind of thinking. But the, this was, like I said, it was such a homogeneous place, right? So, oh, man. yeah. So that was, that was weird. And like, you know, and, and it was also sort of one of those things where I like, I would, I would initiate conversations about it, mm-hmm. you know, just to see how people reacted and they were yeah. like, you know, and if they were like, I thought that was really cool. Well, you're a bit like, of a narcissist. So you totally. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would be like, by the way, that was me. I was, it was probably a pretty poorly kept secret, but oh, I thought okay, it was okay. a secret. So but did, a lot of people thought it was a joke. Did you those guys like, Hey man, it's not a joke. Uh, no, no, I didn't. No. Cause I, I was like, I was so taken aback by that. That I was like, yeah. I didn't know how to react. Like, it was like a punch in the face. I was just stunned, you know? Um, so anyway, so there was that. So that's that's what we're dealing with at this school, right? Right, right. Um, not so one everybody. one last thing about the joke. What's the punchline? Right, right. <laughs> what do you... <laughs> right. Um, and then, as oh, and as then, a black student, I'm having a hard time here. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There yeah, are no black right. people here. We would know. Well, I uh, guess that's a little bit. Yeah. Um, but no, that was their thing, was that, like, if there were gay people here, we would know who they were. You know, and yeah. anyway, not true. Uh, Bill Simmons, who was a year ahead of me at Holy Cross, uh, in his column the next week, like there was some, like he, I forget the name of like the, whoever was our big football player at the time. It was like, he wrote a quick thing. It was like, I Brock, thought it was really. Brock Smith. Brock Smith. I thought it was really brave of Brock Smith to write that uh, Gay at the Cross anonymous letter last week. And I was like, oh, well, uh, well. at least Bill Simmons read it. Um, yeah. So that was weird. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, so then I guess a year or so after that, uh, the chaplain's office, um, uh, decided to like put together like a support group for, for gay students. Right. And, uh, and there was, we would get this like daily pamphlet of what was going on. And I remember seeing this thing, uh, there was like a little blurb for like, you know, it's a, it's a a support group for Mm -hmm. gay students at Holy Cross. I was like, Oh my God, there's got like, this is going to be great. Finally, my people. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, uh, but you had to go and you had to like meet with somebody at the chaplain's office and then you had to go for like a second interview with somebody else because they wanted to make sure that it wasn't like that you weren't fucking around, that you weren't just going to show up Uh. and like, you know, what, what cause violence what or whatever. Crazy bullshit. It's super everyone's crazy bullshit. the theme of this podcast is everyone's a fucking idiot. Everyone is a. Like with they, they just wanted people to say, yeah, but like they they just wanted to people say, are you, are you really gay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe not because you're clearly shaming me. Right. I don't want to take an interview for yeah. my sexuality. Yeah, yeah. You fucking Real asshole. Weird. Real weird. Jesus. Uh, so, um, yeah, so I, I went through my interview process, and I'm happy to tell you <laughs> that I got accepted. And They uh, show you a dick, and you give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. <laughs> there was a dial. It was a dial. Uh, so I went, and... and um, I was so excited, and it was like, and it was, and they had to be, you know, real, like, furtive about where it was going to be and everything. And there was like, you yeah. get a note in your PO because it had to be secret because it was, you know, 
Like people were, you know, worried they were in the closet and stuff and they were, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, like they did, I think, I think more than anything, they just didn't, they thought there was going to be violence. They thought like some homophobic student would like, you know, Man. whatever. So, uh, so it's I went. Like 1875 happened here. Fucking stupid. Uh, so I, uh, I went to the first meeting and it was literally, it was me and like three girls from the field hockey team. And I was just so crestfallen, but I thought, all right, you know, fine, fine. This is, you know, uh, this is what we got. This is what we're working with. Fine. Did you literally think that that was, that was it for gay students on our campus? Or did you recognize like, well, I know that not every gay student came out to this. Uh, I, th- I, I think I just realized that not every gay student came out to it, but also, but also like that people just hadn't dealt with it yet. You right, know? right. Because again, the place was so like a lockstep that like you just didn't, you know, I, I think if yeah. you like for most people and, and I, I do know a few more who have come out since they're just like, we just tabled that part of our development until we were gone. Well, and when you strain your fingers, popping your collars right. so many times, it's impossible to fill out a yeah. gay support group. Oh, I thought you were going to, I thought you were going for a fingers in, you know, holes type of thing. <laughs> just couldn't <laughs> no. even, you couldn't even. Uh, disgusting, Dave. This, this gross, is right? not that I'll kind show, of podcast. I'll show myself out. <laughs> uh, so, so I went and, uh, and it was, uh, it was run by, this woman who was married, who was not gay, uh, but had, had very good intentions. Sure. And, uh, and it just was very much like the, it, the first few meetings were just very much about like, you know, how afraid they were and, and like, and she met a gay person at a, a little Abner performance at a dinner theater once. <laughs> So she knew. Right. She had to oh, talk to you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was like it was these women talking about you know their their fears of violence and like you know the rates of sexual abuse against lesbian women and whatever. <laughs> and it was like and which you know these are valid concerns and stuff. But like at the same time, I feel like and and I said this like I feel like the point of this should be let's fucking deal with it. You know yeah. this is actually you know because I was sort of half out and probably more out than half, but I thought half out. Uh, like my experience was great. And the people who were the most supportive were the people mm-hmm. that I thought would have been the least supportive. You know, people were really like my thuggiest friends were like the coolest people about it. The people who I thought were going to be crazy were not crazy at all. And then, and then like the super, um, like the really like liberal people were mm-hmm. always the fucking worst. They were like, they would be like, Oh, you're so brave. And just like that kind of <laughs> bullshit, which is awful. Right. And, uh, so, so that my thing was like, you know, I don't, I, I don't have a, you know, I, I don't want to sit and talk about how I was a victim in the last week. Yeah, you know? That yeah. seems kind of weak to me. And if we're here for each other, we should be giving each other strength and we should, you know, this should be a good home base for us to like test drive coming out because we can't be in the closet forever. You right, know? right. Right. And, uh, and so the, the response to that was, uh, was terrible. And, uh, and we, um, the, uh, the rule became that we couldn't, uh, address each other outside of the meeting. What? Because if we, uh, like if we were to see each other and talk to each other, then somebody might be like, Oh, how do you guys know each other? And then that per- and then whoever it is who is less comfortable with it would be on the spot to come up with a, an explanation and like, it would just put them in a bad position. So I was like, well, that's crazy, but whatever. Right. So, uh, and so I, um, I I ran into one of the girls or whatever at a bar and like talked to her for a minute and she was like really tense and stuff. And then I was like, Oh shit, I'm sorry. I forgot the rule or whatever. And the next week she was like, I have to tell you that you made me very uncomfortable the other night. Uh, I, I, I'm not, kidding when I tell you that these were the words. It felt like a rape. 
Because we had we had clearly delineated what the rules were. Oh boy! And you crossed the line. Well, God my bless consent. her that she doesn't know what rape is. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> May she never find out. So, uh, so yeah. So it was it was like that was that's oh, that was my yeah. experience with it. So this is a very long way of of answering your question from three and a half weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> they they're finally like through the interview process came I, a, a, a another boy right. And uh, and the woman who uh, ran this thing was like, he's kind of nervous about coming to the meeting. We, you know, we've we've had our interview process with him, and he's nervous about coming to the meeting. <laughs> why wonder fucking why? Star Spangled Banner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're having him. Right. So so they uh, so this woman was like, would you mind like meeting him for coffee and just like discussing it and whatever off campus, of course. Jesus. So uh, sorry about taking. I'm yeah. Uh, so I was like, certainly, yeah, absolutely, I would love to, and. Uh, and so I went and I went to this place off campus and I met him and he was fucking gorgeous, like just gorgeous and like really funny and cool and whatever. And like, and super nervous and right. stuff and like totally needed guidance. Let's call him and Jude Law. What? Let's say Jude Law. Let's call him Jude Law. Yeah. Let's do that. Uh, so yeah. So we, um, so I was like, yeah, just come to the meeting. It's safe and whatever. So he did. And it was, you know, it was fine and stuff. And he was still nervous and whatever. And then he, uh, then I had a party that weekend, which he came to. And we started talking and stuff. And it was like, we both were like, a, a friend of mine said this and it, it made a lot of sense later in life. Like his advice to people coming out of the closet is like, uh, is like, treat it like a, like you're a seltzer bottle. You know, mm. like just take you've been, and you've been shaken up for however many years it's been 18, 20, whatever for a lot of your life. You've been like agitated. So yeah. like take the top off slowly, you know, just like do a little at a time. Otherwise, like if you rip it off, shit goes everywhere, you know, and you've made a giant mess. Right. So just take the top off very slowly, which makes sense. In, in the case of of me and Jude Law, we uh we like neither of us had ever really like met another sort of gay guy that we got that we sort of understood and that right. we were attracted to and that could be attracted to us and whatever and so it was just instantly like like within 24 hours i love you you know like we just it was total and and like beautiful. i don't know whether we did or didn't but we were just like we ripped the top off and yeah, shit just yeah. got everywhere yeah. right so we we had this like one month period of just like constantly being together in this like little love bubble which was totally artificial but it was like we both had somebody to make out with yeah, for the first time yeah. ever and uh and it was like it was great and, and like thrilling and and just it was super super fun but then he like after that three weeks or four weeks or whatever it was like i like i said i was sort of half in and half out of the closet probably fully out because you know everybody knew everybody's business mm -hmm. this being a small school uh he like i think suddenly like popped his head out of the bubble for a second and was like, oh shit, now everybody kind of knows about me because he, because Dave and I are together all the time. And, and he was like, oh shit. Like he, he was, he suddenly found that he was more out than he wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, and so well, yeah. also the culture of that club was, it's a secret and right. don't, uh, right. don't, 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 uh, don't, um, so, uh, don't fraternize or people are going to think that you're right. being raped. Right. <laughs> right. Or, or right. you will be raped. Yeah. 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 It'd be like consent rape. And uh, so we, uh, yeah, so he got kind of freaked out, which I totally understand. And, uh, and so anyway, um, he, uh, and then he, he broke it off, which, you know, is like, it was incredibly painful at the time, but it was like, okay, I get it, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I immediately felt 
Uh, oh, and I also, and then I got kicked out of the group because it was like, well, you Why know, you, you should have known the- better than to engage this guy who's just coming out in a relationship and whatever. I don't know how I was supposed to know better, but I was supposed to know better. And, uh, yeah, so I was like, I was, I was kicked out of the group. I couldn't go back. Holy smokes. Yeah. And, uh, and then I, and I got the sense that he suddenly felt weird. And I, and I understand, I understand why you would feel weird if you are suddenly, like if suddenly people know about you in a way that you're not comfy with yet, Yeah, but why it's weird and painful and whatever. The what? I just, I'm sorry. I'm just really stuck on them uh, kicking you out of the group. Right. Yeah. No, it was, it was, yeah, it was weird. Um, so yeah, so I, I spent, that was my senior year. So I spent the rest of that year feeling like just awful, you know, because I really felt like I had, I had done something like I had, like I had, not that I had raped somebody, but I, but I had done something that like I didn't have permission to do or whatever, right. or that the, the, like I, I didn't have control of my own like desires or whatever. Like I had just crossed the line. Well, and you know? you'd been made to feel forever that the way that you felt was was right, wrong, right, uh, was correct. You are saying, yeah, <laughs> wrong. You are correct to say wrong. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was really really strange, and I felt tremendously guilty about it, um, like for a long long time, a long long time, and uh, and I still like he'll pop up on Facebook every now and then, and it's like, and I still like get this, you know, this is coming up on twenty years ago, and I still feel like, ugh, like I'm just like Aww. I'm looking at a terrible picture of myself with like a shitty haircut, you know what I mean? It's like I'm just I'm, I'm like embarrassed about it. I know I shouldn't be. I probably yeah. should be a little bit because I was, I'm sure I was a 21 year old idiot. No, you but, shouldn't be. The, well, that, that school should feel guilty. The yeah, society that, should that feel school, guilty. Like, like that, that, that group, not, that group need not have bothered. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind well, of thing that I feel like did more harm than good. Yes. Absolutely. Maybe eventually they got their shit together, yeah. you know, and like, and, and became a more positive thing. But at first it was, it was really, and and I wish that in that experience, I wish that somebody had been like, is there anybody else here in like on the, in this faculty or whatever that can deal with somebody who wants to come out of the closet, you know, yeah. who like doesn't want to, you know, act like we're, you know, um, like that we have some communicable disease and we can't mix with the general population yeah. or whatever. Like, you know, because I, I did and I, and I, you know, I wanted to make something positive out of my experience or whatever. And I wish that instead of being like, no, you're wrong and we can't talk to you anymore and you can't talk to us anymore. Uh, like what, what, pass me along to somebody who knows what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause yeah. like my experience, you know, like my well being is as important as anyone else's. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'm really venting I mean, here. But- as you should. I mean, like the the um, one of the biggest tragedies of that story is that it's not fucking unique. It's not. Yeah. It's 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 crazy. Like I um, I I, I don't like you. You are. Uh, you you're 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 such a nice, funny person, oh, and like it's you're welcome. But like I can't. I cannot imagine. Like your sexuality is such like a basic. It's it's such a basic part of who you are, and then to have to go through that yeah. is like is so is medieval. Right. Like it's so evil and it's so terrible. And right. it's like we as a like now like we feel. I feel like we like collectively feel guilty about the way that gay people are treated right. five years ago, ten years ago, right. and the way that we treat that is by 
making light of it and ignoring it and yeah. not talking about it. But like 30 years ago, people were like beaten to death in oh, yeah. bars and it's like, it's, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. And like, all it's, it's, uh, it's unreal. So I, I, I don't know. Like I, um, I don't want to, I feel like by uh, all I want to do is, is, is tell you how much I admire you oh, for things. <laughs> Oh, but, but like, I truly... don't want to d- diminish your experience by like I, I, I don't know. Like, I should... No, I, I appreciate it. it. It was it was God. It was fucking weird. It was so weird. And and like I look back at it now. I I um you know my therapy thing, right? Have have we discussed? I don't know. It? It's I don't the know. Greatest fucking thing in the world, and I want all of your listeners to know about it. Please. I, uh, um, I go to uh, like I'd sort of tried therapy before, and it never mm-hmm. really. It just never. I, I never really clicked with it, um, but I, I met somebody who uh, runs a practice uh, out of his house in Malibu, uh, and instead of like sitting in an office for an hour and just like talking, you uh, get out on paddle boards yeah, in Pat- the ocean. Yeah. yeah, 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 it's amazing. And uh, yeah, and I was like, that's the fucking greatest thing. I've yeah, ever sorry, heard in sorry, continue life. to explain it. No, no, no but, well, yeah. no, you, uh, you instead of being in an office for an hour talking about your problems, you go out on a paddle board. Uh, like he, he does paddle board lessons, and you. Yeah. Like, you know, you check in in the office for a few minutes and then you get out on the fucking ocean and you talk about stuff, but you're, but it's while you're doing stuff, you know, while you're getting incredible exercise, you know, fresh air and you're out in the ocean and whatever, and dolphins are fucking all around you and it's great. (laughs) Right. And uh, so I hate dolphins. Oh boy. Let me tell you. Too majestic. Give them a try. Give them a try. Too majestic. Give them a try. They're killers. They're killers. (laughs) They really are. The ones out in the wild, they'll fucking kill you. Uh, Like they won't, they're not like, you know, they're not. No, it's okay. rattlesnakes. They're not going to uh, leap out at you. Listening, Dave no, Holmes is right. not. A no, I mean they, they need to be provoked. But if they are provoked, they will fucking hurt you. Um, but anyway, so through that, I've been you know talking about a, a lot of these experiences, and I, and I carried incredible guilt for a long time because it, mostly because. I like the feeling of having made somebody feel unsafe yeah. really affects me a lot. And especially like the first person that whether it was actually him or just the experience of like having the possibility of love or whatever. But the first person that I ever felt like I was in love with, mm-hmm. I then made feel unsafe, you know, right or wrong. And, but and only by being yourself. And, I like, guess. You do I guess. But I but it for years it like it really fucked me up. Yeah. Um, you know, and I just I just felt guilty and then I and I like I wanted to say something and just reach out and just you know be like, oh, I'm sorry. But I like I, I never did and, and it's it feels weird to do that because I don't now looking back, it's like it was a terrible situation and I think everyone could have acted better, but we were all just figuring out what our things were. I don't I yeah. just think, you know, whatever. It, it, Is if he anybody out? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, we'll like once a year we'll, you know, exchange messages or whatever. Nice guy, you know, and stuff, but it's just, it, the, the whole thing just made me feel like just a terrible failure for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then, and it wasn't until like talking it over with dolphins all around me on a paddleboard <laughs> and getting the story out that I was like, wait a minute, that was fucked up. That was yeah. really fucked up. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, it was it was really fucked up. There were these two, and they and they were straight. Uh, there 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 was this couple that was really active with the the chaplain's office and stuff. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. like to work with the poor and stuff, which is all great. But they uh they they had succeeded in bringing this speaker to campus uh, named Brian McNaught, who had written who was like a Catholic guy who had written a book about being gay or whatever. And and so like as part of the chaplain's office like uh, series or whatever. Um, they they had succeeded in bringing him to school to talk at, at what was a hugely under uh, attended talk uh, at this school because nobody gave a shit. Um, but they they came to uh, a party that I had 
and uh, like just after they had booked him, and they were like, and, and in fact, it's, there was another girl who was in that group who was who was one of the the gay um, right. soccer Lacrosse players or, or whatever, so, uh, softball, whatever the fuck it was, and uh, and she had mentioned to me that they were bringing them or whatever. So uh, these these Side two note, people, you hate women. I can't stand them. <laughs> um, so these two had come to my party, and they were like, "Oh, uh, we booked uh, Brian McNaughton." I was like, "Oh yeah, Jenny told me," and they both went. We have to go, and they what? left. Right, and they told the they told the people who ran the meetings, and they're like, he really he really breached her confidentiality, which like I hadn't I didn't say like I didn't even know the girl's last name I didn't say like oh she told me at this meeting for gay people or whatever it was just like oh yeah Jenny told me yeah and like yeah so I got in huge trouble for that holy gosh yeah. also can we pretend that this isn't literally AIDS yeah. Uh, this isn't a, a, a disease that's going to kill everybody. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, what's your end game? Like, yeah. do we keep this a secret for forever? Mm-hmm. Do we? Are we waiting for everyone else to catch up with us, or right. are we just hoping that this goes away privately? Right. Like, right. Uh, like. right. But it, you know, it was. But it, it, I uh, being on my own in that in that whole situation, which was awful. Uh, made me so much more self-reliant. So like yeah. when, I, when I moved to New York and there were people who were shitty, it was like, okay, I don't care. I don't care. I've had to do this on my own for a long time. I'll continue to do it on my own. Yeah. I'll cobble together my own sort of little world and whatever and I'll be fine, you know? And that's still, I still get to do that, you know? Right. Um, and yeah, but it, oh boy, it sucked. It yeah, pe- sucked. I don't, I mean, gosh, yeah, people's, people's relationship with, um, with homosexuality is so fascinating. Like I, uh, this is this is not me comparing myself to you in any way, but Come just on. like it's a battle that well. <laughs> you better not. Oh God, right. being tall. Uh, they have this tall secret group. Mm-hmm. Um, no, when I was in the fifth grade, I went to a Christian summer camp mm-hmm. called Camp Dogwood, mm-hmm. and I uh, this I was I was weird, and um, all the kids there knew each other before, and I also uh, I. I was a year younger throughout school than than everyone else, and so I went to this went to this camp and like as we were I went to the to my cabin and all the girls were kind of unpacking at the same time right. and these are like five other girls who knew each other already and were like so Sandy how was last year it was great we got our new tire swing at the school cool do you have stickers I have stickers right. so I'm just I'm standing there and I'm they're undressing and they all have bras. Oh boy. Yeah. A boing. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was my double dick. <laughs> um, I'm a female, but I have I have two dicks on my knees and oh, I get sure. erect when I tell stories. Uh, anyway, so uh, I uh, they, they're they're taking off their shirts. They all have bras. I'm a year younger, and like there's a there's a moment with with young girls where you are suddenly like, oh, these are things. Right. And I need to uh, cover them in shape yeah. and support them. I'm putting my hands up in quotes because yeah. they're training bras, which are just to get Is girls. Is that a real thing, training bras? Training bras are just to get girls used to wearing actual bras. Okay. They're like they're like T-shirts. Uh-huh. They're sheer um, moms that are really excited about their girls being girls give them training bras early. They're okay. not really necessary. Okay. My experience, which I've never heard anyone say out loud before, I could be totally wrong, but uh, but I'm guessing that some other people feel this way. I really wanted to get a bra when my nipples became sensitive. Yeah. And I wanted like some, like I felt uncomfortable because I wanted some sort of like guard in between my nipple sensitivity and my t-shirt. Uh-huh. Well, anyway. What, is that in puberty that that happens? Yes. Okay. Yeah, like when there's some sort of like sexual sensation with your nipples, mm-hmm. which, I, which with me, I remember it happened 
happening during the middle of the seventh grade talent show that I was hosting. I wasn't wearing a bra. And so I took some tissue paper and stuff stuffed in my t-shirt. And then afterwards I was like, what is in your shirt? And I was like, oh, I stuffed it. So everyone <laughs> thought I was stuffing my shirt, but it was really just because I was like, why do I feel this way? Yeah. Anyway, cut that back to the fifth fascinating. grade. <laughs> I have no sisters. And so I, I don't like their, the, the female body is a total Well, and women, women don't talk about it that much with each other. Right. <laughs> anyway, so right. um, literally I've never said in that support groups. Yeah. Then the yeah, women's support group, locations. vagina yeah. support group. They may as well at that school. Yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'm in the fifth grade. I go to this camp. Uh, these girls are taking off their shirts. They're all wearing bras. I don't have a bra because I am. It's. It doesn't occur to you. I hadn't gone through puberty. I didn't have any anything. Right. And so like I'm I'm staring at these girls' chests because I'm like, oh, they're wearing bras. Like I don't have a bra. And we're all changing for the pool, so everyone's taking off their clothes, and right. and and I had never changed in a like group setting before, so I'm like weirdly like my back to them. I'm, I'm taking off my clothes and putting on my putting on my bathing suit, and then one of the girls says, "Um, what's your name?" And I'm like, "Aaron." Um, Aaron, why are you staring at my chest? And then the other girl's like, yeah, why is she staring at my chest? And they're all like, yeah, I saw her too. This whole thing. Oh. Like, why are you staring at my chest? And I was like, huh, huh. And one of them was like, are you gay? Yeah. And I knew, I knew that gay meant something uh, bad that mm-hmm. you weren't supposed to be. I, right. I literally did not know what it meant. Right. But my uh, my helpful parents had told me, because I had been called gay before, my helpful parents had told me, well, it means happy. So mm. just take it as a compliment. Mm. Uh, worst advice ever, oh, parents. Terrible. <laughs> so I was like, yes, I am. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So they're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. We don't want to be in a bunk with a gay girl. Oh, my God. So they, wow. so they all run out of their bunk. We go, to, uh, we go to swimming. I'm standing like 10 paces uh, in front of them. They're hanging back behind. All the boys come up and they join them and they cannot wait to tell them the news that they have right. a gay bunkmate. And I'm just, I'm standing in front of them while they're like, yeah, she was staring at her chest. Yeah, she's gay. She said she was gay. And I'm just like, oh, just stick to that happy story. <laughs> just stick to it. It'll be fine. Oh. <laughs> so then uh, we go to swimming. Uh, afterwards, my counselor, I will put in quotes, uh, my very helpful uh a 17 year old counselor uh-huh. sat me down and I was like, can we, can we talk in the bunk? And I was like, Oh, thank goodness. We can clear this up. Uh-huh. I sit down with her and she's like, Hey, um, the other girls told me that you were, uh, looking at their chests. And I was like, Oh, thank God you've mentioned this. Um, yeah. I, uh, I don't, I don't wear a bra yet. I never seen a bra before, and I, I, I was looking at them because I was I was so relieved right. that she was gonna that she was sitting yeah. down and talking to me. Oh, last we can talk about this openly. Yeah, uh, thank goodness. Uh, thank goodness. Some someone who uh, who who can who speak my language. Right. Uh, yeah, I was looking at their chest because they all have bras. I don't have a bra. I I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't trying to invade their space. Like at this, like I'm right. not even I'm not I'm not remotely sexual. I'm nine. Yeah. So like I I'm, I'm just trying to explain to her how I felt. And she was like, look, it's okay if you like looking at girls. If you are, that's called gay. 
it's okay if you're gay. <gasps> and I, <laughs> I was like, uh, are you shitting me? No, no. I was, I was sitting on this bed with her. And like, I, I like, I remember the light coming through there. It was, it was a really, it was a big turning moment in my life. Cause I'm nine years old. I, I don't even, I've never had a sexual thought ever. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, but I really think I was just looking at that. No, 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 no. It's okay. If you're gay, it's okay. Just don't tell anyone. It's all right. Just keep it private. Don't worry about it. Fuck. And you, I was are you like, serious? Yeah. And I was like, all right. So I'm gay. <laughs> she was like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. And oh so I left that powwow thinking like, well, I'm gay. Uh, uh, point of business one got to figure yeah. out what that means yeah. uh, also yeah. do I change my clothes what do I do yeah. I, I suppose I'm gay yeah. um, maybe this will explain me feeling like an outsider uh-huh. um, but yeah for the rest of camp I was uh, I was I was the gay gay girl and also a Dalmatian barked at me and so they called me gay dog bait so that was my nickname gay dog bait, <laughs> gay dog bait. that's pretty good you have to admit <laughs> that's a pretty good one yeah, so like I came back from camp and my my mom was driving me home and I started crying. Oh, because how, how my, long was this? How long were you stuck there? A week, oh, just a week, okay, just a week. Right. But which Still. which is a year for Endless. a nine year old. Endless. Yeah, and there for a week. Uh, also, like I had, uh, I, I had, I was isolated so much that I wrote these like sketches for my for like I wrote them for my bunk, but at the last minute they wouldn't do them. So right. then I said, well, I'll just do them on my own. Sure. So uh, that was incredibly charming, I'm sure. Uh, I wrote <laughs> did you all do these. them on your own? Yeah. I did like a one-person show. Oh, in the- <laughs> boy. Um, just like a fucking target. How could I be more of a target? Um, you, had to, you just, you wouldn't be, you had an irrepressible spirit. You know what I mean? <laughs> you just, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be. Uh, yeah. I just wouldn't would, be deterred uh, from re- your goal of entertaining people. <laughs> you should be admired. Oh. For that. Seriously. Thanks, Dave. Like, honestly. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I mean, like, most kids would just be like, well, I guess I suck <laughs> or whatever. You believed that you were good, so you did it. The, uh, yeah. How like the and Those are probably better sketches than most sketches that come out of there was a... workshops. <laughs> right? I, I, I would say so. Yeah, I, I won't disagree with you. I remember them kind Let's of. Let's put them up. Let's put them up were, somewhere. Oh gosh, if I could find them. Um, yeah, and they were written for four people at a time, but they're all written like, uh, like, like just like three part jokes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like there was one. The the one that I remember is that there was a there was a guy that was painting a billboard green. Uh huh. And uh, first person walks below it, and the green paint like drips on their nose, and they're like, "Oh no, my nose! I'm covered in boogers." Right. And then first, I'm nine. Uh, yeah. Person number two walks in, more paint drips on their head. They're like, "Oh no, I have boogers in my hair!" And then the fir- third person walks in, and uh, and she's like, "Oh, I've got boogers everywhere!" And then the guy with the paint is like, "I didn't drip any paint on you." Hey. <laughs> That, I mean, but that's like... Nine. I mean, yeah. nine. So they were all variations of that, I'm yeah. sure. Um, yeah. So I'm driving home with my mom, and my mom's like, so the counselor talked to me about... Uh, <laughs> like, Shut up. Yeah, about, uh, the, the you know, the thing with the girls and the bras. And I was like, no! Nah, oh, no, no. Before that, I'm sorry, uh, back up. I... My I sat before my parents could talk to me about this. I was uh-huh. sitting in the car waiting for them, and there was a mirror in the car, and someone had explained to me over the course of the week what gay meant, 
And so I opened up the mirror and I'm like, I wonder what it would be like. Because the way they explained it to me, it was like, it's like you, you know, you love another one of you. Yeah. So like, I literally thought it meant like it meant that you were in love with yourself or yeah. like it meant that you kissed other errands. Yeah. So I like open up this mirror and I'm like kissing myself in the mirror and I started crying because I was like, well, that doesn't seem so gross. Right. So yeah. Like, yeah. My, my, my parents came out to the car and I was crying hysterically and I was right. like, I can't tell you. This is also a Christian camp. Right. So like at the same time that they were like, you're gay. At the other time they were like, also you have to get rid of that. Yeah. Right. Of course. So it was this weird thing. It was this ailment that I didn't have really but i was just like confused yeah that you were the weird i was way nine. too young I was to have nine. i was nine you know uh the whole thing of um being gay means kissing other errands not t- not entirely false honestly oh, yeah? if you if you get out into the world you'd be shocked at how many gay couples look exactly alike do you you talked a lot about um about uh uh what it was like being being gay and growing up and like mm-hmm. do, would, do you have anything that you'd want to say to uh to teenagers listening to this podcast. Oh, maybe God, don't listen to this podcast. You're too young. You're too young <laughs> to be listening anyway, to this podcast. Or a college age student who's... Uh, who's okay. Yeah. I mean, I would say my, my friend's advice uh, is, is still, like, is still relevant. Just, like, be careful, you know? Like, take the top off slowly, you mm-hmm. know? Like, your your feelings when you're going through that experience are out of control. And yeah. I don't I don't think that that's, like, unique to gay people or whatever. It's, it's like, it's just anyone who's ever felt, like, um, who, who's repressed a certain part of themselves for a long time, as soon as you start to express it, you just you go crazy with it. Right. But so, just, like, be, take it, take it easy. Take it slow. There's no, you know, there's no... No, nobody wins if you like get through everything super fast. I, I remember I was like, and also, okay, th- I'm going to have a ton of advice. I when I when I was coming out, I was in a really big hurry just to let everybody know that it was great. Like I mm-hmm. like I uh, like I'm gay and I've dealt with it and it's fine and it's and I feel great about it and I'm I'm super happy and I wasn't I was scared shitless and I didn't I didn't know what it meant and and the people who like I didn't know I didn't have any peers I didn't have any like role models, uh, the people who were sort of trying to help did a terrible job. Like I, I felt I was fucked up and I felt strange about it. And I didn't tell anybody that I was fucked up and I felt strange about it, but it's totally natural to be fucked up and feel strange about it. So don't mm-hmm. like, you know, tell a friend that you feel fucked up and strange, you know, uh, and don't, don't go home with strangers on the internet. Nice. Yeah. Cause you'll probably get killed. <laughs> you will almost certainly get killed. Oh, it was kind yeah. kind advice. Yeah. Great. Well, yeah. thank you, Dave. You're welcome. Yay. Thank you for having me. Uh, that's it, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. You can um, you could follow Dave Holmes on Twitter. He's very funny. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Aaron McGathy. Follow Dave Holmes. He's very funny on Twitter as well. Uh, if you have an email for me, uh, send it on over. Uh, anything is anything is great. I've loved all the emails that I've been receiving. It's super awesome. Uh, that's this feels terrible at gmail.com. And uh, have a week that's that's full of does it Dustin told me to say something funny and clever. Uh, so have a week that's that's zero have a zero tornado week. <laughs> have a week that's not full of tornadoes. Um, why did the penguin walk into the podcast? because he wanted some great free entertainment. Fairlawdale.com
Podcast.com is an artist-friendly podcast collective hosted by castmates.fm. Host our own podcast at castmates.fm. Today, all of our artists reserve the rights to their materials. Your donations directly support our favorite artists, help pay for their show's production, and keep your favorite shows free. Music by The Fancy. We are the fancy.net. Visit fairlaudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Geico presents, oh, not again, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, man, so I was in a rush to get to work and I left the back door open. Could you shut it? I left it wide open. Uh, while you're there, could you also turn off the oven and all of the burners? <laughs> My mom never let me use the oven. I wonder why. <laughs> the Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected, like if it's your roommate's first time operating an oven. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance.